Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Community Call. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, thanks for jumping back in. Sorry about the uh, the issues with the last space. We're going to go ahead and give folks a minute to jump back into this one, um, and then we'll go ahead and get started. Hey everyone, I see a bunch of familiar faces. Welcome to the Community Call. Hey everyone. Hope you're doing well. Um, I woke up this morning with around 500 messages. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Had to catch up quickly, and it's been a it's been a long day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to invite everyone today. Um, we invited some guests uh, from from the Evmos community to openly discuss uh, what happened. Um and decide on the next steps together as a like, or maybe invite to start the conversation together as like as a community on what should we do as uh, next steps. Um, yeah, we want to have like an open and transparent conversation, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, we we have a bunch of people on this call, and I think what we want to do is make this a bit of an open forum type call um kind of regarding the the whole nomad um the nomad bridge incident um as uh you know as many of you know at most um made nomad the canonical uh bridge so you know most of the assets that uh, were bridged over to evmos ended up going through nomad and um because Nomad is currently uh, in an insolvent situation uh, because of the exploit, um, we don't really know what the um, we don't really know like what the plan is with the Nomad team. Uh, so you know we 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 want to kind of collect information as much as possible before we make any immediate decisions on on how to proceed. But I think uh, you know. One one thing we can do to get started is kind of just recap, um, recap briefly what happened. So to to give some context on the on the attack, um, basically there's an ERC twenty bridge contract um, on Nomad, and there's specifically uh, there's specifically a contract on the east side, and this contract is is upgradable, and uh, when it was upgraded. Uh, essentially, one of the uh, one of the parameters that it was uh, one of, one of the parameters it was basically touching on deployment. Yeah, um, initialized initialized parameter. Yeah, one of the one of the initial parameters on deployment were was basically set incorrectly, uh, and there were no really there were no protections against this. 
Um, and this resulted in essentially the, the bridge contract accepting uh, kind of arbitrary data that was valid. And uh, this allowed a bunch of entities to then come on chain, withdraw large amounts of assets. And uh, really what was, um, what was interesting about this attack was somebody kind of uh, discovered the exploit on chain accidentally um, or, or intentionally actually. But uh, what then happened was a bunch of generalized front runners uh, could then come in without any kind of context on how the actual like contracts worked, and they could actually just take uh, take the initial kind of hackers uh, payload uh, and essentially um, you know race for kind of draining the contract. Uh, so so eventually people kind of caught on that oh like you know Nomad is being drained because there were enough generalized front runners in the mempool kind of constantly trying to replay the same transaction to 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 make a profit and um yeah it was pretty it was a pretty ruthless uh pretty ruthless attack so yeah it was like a free-for-all for like an hour or two um yeah someone was saying on twitter that it could have been like easily exploded using like a single smart contract um maybe the attacker didn't have like uh, programming skills to like deploy the contract and drain the funds like using just a single transaction uh, which could have been done um, so at the end it was like everyone trying to front run and submit all these transactions even using like a uh, thing like etherscan where you can like um, change the parameter to the zero value and replay and change the address of the attacker to your own address and then like start draining all the funds. So in the end, what happened is uh, um, USDC depegged because um, like the, the value that was locked on the Ethereum side uh, versus what happened on the Evmo side, which was like completely okay, but like that USDC didn't have its counterparty token on the other side. And so um, uh, like, all of the users that were LPing and that were like uh, providing liquidity on on diffusion um, were severely affected, especially the ones like also hold these like mad USCC representation on uh, on Evmos. Um, Evmos itself wasn't affected by the exploit, like the like the Evmos blockchain continued run up and running. We we had like several alternatives. We were discussing also different alternatives during that. Um, Akash can give more context on that um, and why we decided not to to like coordinate a halt with the rest of the validators. Yeah, so essentially um, there's a couple of things to keep in mind here. So so one is that whatever what was exploited was on the Ethereum side. Um, so uh, there, there wasn't really anything that we could have done to prevent the insolvency of Nomad. Um, you know, uh, so so every everything that we would have taken on the Evmo side would have been essentially, um, oh, you know, at the detriment of like just general Evmo usage, which um, could be argued that like uh, you know most assets uh, on Evmos were like Nomad assets, but um, at the end of the day, they were they were going to go insolvent, and uh, our only option was to really decide whether it made sense to halt or not. 
and halting would have basically um halting would have basically decided okay well uh the people would not have been able to exit their assets from an insolvent um like nomad bridge whereas uh keeping the chain live on the other hand lets people exit from a semi-solvent nomad bridge while it's being drained so there was kind of a there, there was certainly a moral dilemma but also it's very difficult to coordinate uh, a complete halt like quickly enough uh so realistically there was only an hour of time until most of the exit liquidity um on Edmos would have been like gone um so uh for for context there's just like uh there there's like um in, in the Edmos USDC pool I believe there was like a million uh there was like a million dollars worth of liquidity last I checked a while ago but um the the orders of magnitude are like roughly around there and um you know for us to like decide to hold the chain based on kind of uh that order of magnitude but also not having much impact on that order of magnitude we we just decided it it, it didn't really make sense to like coordinate a halt because uh we, we were also just racing against the clock here um so uh uh, in in retrospect, uh, if if we had uh, you know if if the amount of TVL was much higher, uh, and then this is where we got lucky in a sen- in a sense, we we would have been in a much worse situation. Uh, thankfully, you know, Evmos is in the early stages, so you know the TVL that got hit um, is kind of like you know it's 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 our initial TVL, uh, and we can kind of come up with community solutions to uh, figure out ways forward. But um, yeah, I think we got very lucky in the sense of like, you know, other people who were leveraging Nomad, uh, like Moonbeam, uh, you know, they they got hit much harder by uh, kind of the insolvency that has occurred. Um, Betty, anything else to kind of add on that point? Yeah, so... uh... And I think I think the main thing then is up for discussion next year, like how can we support the Evmos users? Um, and we can have a whole conversation about this. Um, there's already been discussions on Discord regarding this. Um, so mostly helping the users that were affected on on uh, on Evmos, um, especially the LPs. Um, we are aware that most of the users that were affected were also like somewhat first adopters of um on of Atmos, uh because we didn't have an IDC connection to um other chains after the uh, after we restarted so like nomad was one of the only re- uh ways to um transfer value directly from other networks and um put it to use on uh, like uh, LP pools and other like uh, I know that diffusion is here that what also was severely affected by this. Um, I think like the TVL uh, on Evmos went from like um, somewhere around seven million to like two million or or even less, and most of that was on diffusion. Um, so it's a way of like how can we better support um, all the users. And then there's also like the responsibility, I guess, like um, for the decision that we took of like 
deciding for a canonical bridge. Um, this, we've been also talking about this internally um, today, and I probably will have more information about this, but for now we don't have a canonical bridge because, well, as you know, Nomad is down. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think the, the key takeaways here is, you know, um, you know, since Evmos uh, kind of endorsed Nomad as a canonical bridge, uh, we definitely want to make sure that uh, we own up to it and we make sure that our initial adopters of, of this tech are, are, are happy to continue uh, working with Evmos. And uh, the second thing is kind of acknowledging that uh, Evmos DeFi is is uh, you know relatively nulled out at the moment, uh, like it's pretty much dead until we have new bridging. Um, so I think like uh, you know we like to discuss with the community kind of like ways forward on on how to proceed, and um, you know maybe that involves like bringing bridges back up iteratively over time. Maybe that involves uh, kind of thinking about other bridge solutions. Um, maybe we should take it slow and. Um, you know, uh, take our time to make sure that the DeFi that we do is like robust. Um, we are happy to kind of take people up on on stage uh, to to discuss these topics. Uh, looks like we brought yeah. Diffusion on stage. Uh, yeah, I wanted to hear yeah. Diffusion's opinion about this. Um, yes. Hello, everyone. Um, the Diffusion team here. Um, I think. I think it's very early still. Um, like you, like the Evmos team said at the beginning, we're still gathering info, trying to understand really what the damage is, um, understanding what users got affected, how much is important to us. Um, I think it's a, it's a tough day for all of us, um, for our project as well. But um, in general, we're we're also here to discuss how we can move forward as an ecosystem, right? And uh, the the things that that we think are on the table are really the discussions that the that the team are or the points that the MOS team is already bringing up. Like, what do we do about bridges uh, moving forward? How fast do we need to move with bridges? Um, are we going to compensate the loss on the MOS side for users? Um, that is obviously important to us, and we definitely want to be part of that conversation. And we want to bring our users to be part of that conversation. Um, and um, obviously, moving forward, you know what what are the beat? We need to be transparent as an ecosystem in terms of um, how do we make sure that this, this doesn't happen again? Or you know, we know it. This is crypto. Sometimes you cannot make sure that these things don't happen again. But what are the mechanisms that we have as an ecosystem to protect ourselves and? And our users, most importantly. Um, but again, we're here to have a discussion. Uh, our heart goes to all those affected, and um, and um, and and that's pretty much it. Again, we you know we want to be cautious, especially in these early days or just half day after the, this whole thing happened. So, um, um, yeah, a little bit sad, but again. Uh, looking looking forward to see what the what the community has to say yes thank you for uh thank you for mentioning that uh yeah i guess um 
you know, we can kick off a just general discussion with um, like some community members. Um, if, if they want to like raise their hand, you know, we could, we could just bring them on up and uh, see what people have to say. Yeah, we'd love to to have some of the broader community um, also express their opinion and maybe some a few applications if you want to request to speak. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start onboarding uh, like some community members. Yes, that sounds good. Uh, hey guys, here's Serge from Stakesito. <laughs> And yeah, I'm, hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I mean, first of all, really sorry to hear what, what happened uh, with the Nomad Bridge and everyone that is affected. And uh, I shared my thought also previously already um, that we have to think about how to maybe fund in the future also smart contract audits. Uh, I know this is a smart contract bug on the Ethereum side, but um, smart contract audits are really expensive these days. Ridiculous fees of up to half a million dollars are charged. And I think this is also a general problem that is not solved across the whole crypto community. And maybe this is a point that we have to think about maybe allocating some community funds towards this and yeah, improving the security security in general. Yeah, I know that Liam has been talking to a few a few teams that provide like tooling, especially around security, logging, debugging, etc. for smart contract. Um so once I think once we have an update from those teams, uh, we'll be able to share those. But yeah. Oh, thanks, Stacey, though. Sure. Johnny, um, disconnecting. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Hi. I'm really sorry to everyone who um, suffered from this. Personally, I lost some money, but it wasn't significant. But um, you know, I have been thinking since the UST collapse because I really suffered in that one. And I remember there was a time last year, Doquan was saying that uh, he's sorry, but um, um, other stable coins will have to come to the Terra ecosystem. And I really waited for that, and that never happened. And when the crash happened, I started thinking, you know, it wouldn't have been as bad if people could have fled to, you know, stable, stable coins if there were other stable coins on, on Terra. And I think that's the reason why the crash was so bad on Evmos. Um, there isn't really a lot of support for other stable coin solutions, um, you know, like Gravity Bridge or Axela. And I think the issue is having a canonical bridge. The whole idea that this is the bridge that the whole ecosystem chooses. I think even for osmosis, I think it's quite dangerous because it's just Axela. What happens if it's exploited because the the, the smart contracts are upgradable? Um, I think we need to mitigate risk, just like as Dixie to say, by um, thinking of a way to find um smart contract audits but also we can't put all our eggs in one basket it's just too dangerous i think for projects for for the ecosystem it's too dangerous to have um especially like um 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 stable coins you know stable coins which is where everybody flees to when the market is volatile 
we can't just be getting it from one bridge or or especially wrapped asset from one bridge i think it's too dangerous i don't know i don't know what people are thinking about but as i look at it i'm like no um if anything happens forget about even an exploit what if um a government let's say there's legislation against um a certain bridge provider it doesn't have to be a smart contract expert yeah yeah i'm sorry i know i'm talking to yeah so i think no worries um this is this is great feedback by the way um yeah i think so our initial one like and i'm gonna maybe try to provide a little bit of more context on why we decided to have uh canonical bridge initially um so um we were working with Nomad for, for months, uh, even prior to launch. Um, uh, they deployed our internal testnet, also the public and incentive testnet, um, getting up getting up to speed with um, with the integration. And um, there's this trade-off of um, fung- fungibility across different assets um, versus like, you know, um, defining like a canonical bridge, which in this case was um, risky for us. And, you know, like today we saw that uh, the risk of having like all our eggs in, in one single basket. So I think like moving forward, we're seriously, seriously reconsidering this strategy. Um, I think what we want to do is like be as neutral as possible from now on in terms of endorsing different like endorsing different bridges or like maybe have the different um different bridge providers uh try to work together on, on this fungibility issue um but i think the like this tvl should be spread out across different like bridge implementations and um from another like cross-chain perspective I think we're also we also want to double down on IBC, um, because um, we we've worked on IBC for a long time, and I think it makes sense also to like double down on the Cosmos ecosystem and the interchain, um, while at the same time um, working with all these like multiple bridge providers and being uh, super neutral on. On, on not having a canonical bridge so that as you mentioned um we can have different ecosystems connected to evmos uh, different bridge implementations uh, and solutions and maybe have them i, I guess that would that would be my personal requirement is that they try to work together like um maybe with a stable swap solution or um working together with uh with each other and try to uh figure out this like fungibility issue which is like super um detrimental for and and user experience yeah we kind of followed in the footsteps of osmosis in in this capacity um maybe not exactly but um uh you know we we wanted to prioritize the ux uh, aspect uh, by picking a canonical bridge. Um, generally speaking, you know, having all these denominations like listed on DEXs are a, a pretty like big pain 
for for you know um general ux but like i think um there is like some work that can be done to like you know better improve that ux um yeah i think i think like also exposing kind of like bridge risk to the end user you know it has uh it has upsides it also has downsides um would be interested to kind of hear uh both sides of the coin in this call people have opinions hey jacob hey how's it going um yeah okay uh, personally yeah. it wasn't affected that much but i'm i want to see how we can support end users from Edmo. um i'm wondering if that's so one uh we do want to support users two if i were to take a page like from the notional playbook for example like if we were to double sign on Edmos and get slashed 10% and our delegators get slashed 10%, we actually would not refund that. Um, and, you know, I, so I, I suppose at some point in the call, somebody raised that, that idea. I just want to say personally uh, that I'd be against that. However, I think that there's a lot that we can draw from this. Um, maybe first of all, just being that like, everybody's people um i was one of the people definitely you know tweeting about okay like ibc's better than these different bridges today frankly i think that's basically all right and i'll i'll just sort of say why um i think that's basically all right because uh, there's there's a safety track record um with ibc that's that, that's growing to be pretty extensive now um but at the same time, one of the things your tweet made me realize, Fede, is that, I mean, I'm sure that all the devs are in this to explore. I think that's the case for many, many of the users as well. And, you know, it is genuinely high-risk software uh, from Evmos itself, uh, you know, down to the Nomad contract. And everything, literally, is delivered on an absolute best effort basis. So my final point, um, we should not assume that IBC is immune to stuff like this. Instead, we should look to harden everything. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, you know, there are certainly um theoretical attacks on ibc well one of the things that scares me is there are some chains that have come out with like closed source binaries i actually consider that kind of a black box to be really scary with ibc the way that it currently works yeah um and like we should just take this as a sign that that we should harden all of the things and i also want to say that i strongly am in support of like you mentioned a stable swap you mentioned dealing with fungibility these are huge these like allow us to use multiple bridges um and to the user community i guess i would just like to repeat but i really do believe that all of this is very high risk software 
Um, if anybody has any questions or anything, uh, cool. But that that's sort of my thought on all of this today. Oh, and by the way, it's not a North Korea hack. This one was actually quite different. Well, could have been done by North Korea, but different in style. Yeah. So, okay. So you you raise certain points I want to touch a little bit. Um, yeah. So I think like we should we should fully support end users. Um, I think it's not fun for everyone to just like be subject to like a vulnerability like this. I I I totally hear your point about um, us not feeling obliged or responsible for compensating any of the loss. Um, but I also have like the counterpoint. I mean, not like compensating for all the loss, but like endorsing like these like first adopters kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's one one item. Then the other item was like, oh, like all these people talking about IBC, which I agree. I mean, IB, I like, I, I mean, I fully agree with the comment, but I don't know. I just felt like a lot of people were like a bit op opportunistic, um, especially trying to like shield their projects um, or or like the ecosystem as a whole. Like, I think we should like all, because like the, and here's my point. I think the end user is not going to look at, oh yeah, uh, a bridge on the, the EVM ecosystem was hacked uh, for whatever reason. They're gonna and and they're not gonna say, um, "Oh, the solution is IVC to this." Um, they're gonna like the end user, the, the one that is just like, looking at the news, um, the ones that maybe look uh, reads like like Yahoo Finance or anything like that. Uh, maybe doesn't have a lot of technical context or like other alternatives. I think like it's just detrimental for the industry, and I think like we should be like discussing about how we can support each other and like also how to move forward. And and I think like and this is why I was talking about like double down on IBC uh, while at the same time like trying to support as much uh, bridges as possible to kind of like have more eggs, uh, like the the same eggs in in, in different baskets, and. Um, yeah, I think in general, the the whole approach that we should take is, you know, working with the working with the community, working working with the users that were affected, especially the applications. Um, working together with them, like how can we how can we get the DeFi ecosystem on Cosmos up again? And um, yeah, we're. I mean, we're working with Nomad team at the moment, trying to get more, gather more information and uh, figure out the way forward. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned before, like we're like we're trying to reevaluate this strategy of like having a canonical bridge. Um, yeah, it's it's all I have to say for now. Um, I'm not sure if Akash wants to add something. No, nothing. Nothing I have to add on that. Um... I think, think we're open to uh, open to ideas. I just want to say one last quick thing. Uh, Jacob mentioned uh, stable swaps, and I think that's a really good idea. And um, I'm not a dev by any means. I'm just getting into my coding journey. But um, personally, if 
I have a suggestion. If anyone is willing to take it, any dev is listening to this space, uh, please, um, you can look at um, Saber uh, on Solana, which is just a carve fork. But um, what they do is because Solana has so many bridges and there are a lot of um, 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 assets moving from from other chains, from EVM chains and and all that, even um, from ETH. I mean, ETH is an EVM chain, I guess. But, you know, there's Avalanche moving to Solana and there's uh, Celo and all those assets. But um, when they get to Solana, all, there's Celo USDC and Avalanche USDC. They have to be put in a bridge into some, not in a bridge, in an LP, so that, um, you know, there's a way to swap. And I think it works really well because when um, when uh, Wormhole was hacked, um, um, Ethan Solana lost value, but a lot of the other Wormhole assets didn't really lose value, right? Um, right. So um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's great feedback. One one thing just to add, um, in case you're not already aware, we do also have uh, curve forks on Evmos. Uh, most notably, uh, we've got Saddle Finance, um, and then we've got Kinesis Labs as well. Just add in bridge. <clears throat> name for discussion. Oh, yeah. Been a big fan. Um, referred a lot of people to Evmos. Like the project, first of all. Thanks for taking my question. Um, <clears throat> this is, it seems like um, clearly this was unexpected because I hear you, you saying how um, users should be rewarded, but you should, you also, you know, play or, you know, point to the fact that this is something that was seems to be outside your control. And so I guess maybe we can go, can we go a step back and just clearly define, you know, if there wasn't a canonical bridge, could this have happened? Um, what, 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 who was most affected and why? Um, just as a, as yeah. a starting point. Yeah. I mean, I think, so, Lay it all out there. Yeah, so I think like if if it was if it wasn't like a canonical bridge, I think um, I don't think that we would have changed say, the outcome of like the vulnerability itself. Maybe it would have been hacked regardless. Um, and some users inevitably would have lost funds. Um, although we own, I mean we we own the decision that we made about, about like. Um, making this trade-off of like US versus like an, an endorsing uh, canonical bridge. Um, so that's why we we're even having this discussion in the first place. Otherwise, we we're just like, I mean, even though the, the come Nobel to like, learn from you said it has come from the ETH side. Yeah. So, what assets were most like affected? I guess could you highlight that um, and why? Yeah, I think like USDC. He's, like everything was depegged. Every asset that was transferred through Nomad was depegged on the Ethereum side because of this vulnerability that is used. Um, like, I think it was an instance that was used for like all the 
the bridge implementation. So like, and no matter if we would have halted the Evmos chain, like other chains that were like that didn't halt, um, could have drained the funds and depaked the 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 assets bridge over to Evmos and to all these other EVM based chains, regardless. So and and this is what Akash meant uh, when he said. Um, there's nothing much we could have done to prevent this DPEG. Maybe if they had a dedicated instance for Evmos, like so this instance corresponds to Evmos and then like this one for um, for uh, Moonbeam, et cetera, uh, we could have halted the chain and then like, for example, prevent any additional loss of funds. But since this wasn't the case, um, and these vulnerability with these uh, zero value as uh, set for these uh, initialized um, value on, on the nomad contract affected everyone. Um, there's not much we could have done, um, and that's why I'm saying a lot of a lot of people could have um, just still lose um, uh, their. Their, their tokens that they reach over, and um, even though we we didn't have like a canonical bridge, and that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to convey here. Akash, um, do you want to add yeah. something to that? Yeah, or, I just uh, um, I, I just pinned a tweet, um, and uh, it reflects kind of um, the damage done. Um, most of it was USDC. Uh, and as you can see, most of it was actually uh, stables. Um, uh, we didn't have much, um, you know, the, I, I know that the initial liquidity that got pulled was WBTC, so, and we didn't have any of that. And then, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much everything was like, uh, pretty much everything was going to be impacted. But it's interesting to kind of see that like stables were kind of like the main, uh, the main asset. Yeah. Right. So to the to your question, I think like this whole discussion just like we're we're having this discussion because we define a canonical bridge. So that's why we want to discuss with the rest of the community. Um, and we love thoughts in general, like maybe here on Twitter or um, I don't know Discord or or the Telegram chats that we have. Um, whether or not we should do something about this, like maybe doing like a I think someone suggested a rec drop 2.0 um, could be an alternative, uh, making use of those, uh, some of the unclaimed tokens to, yeah. So that's kind of like an, an alternative. And um, yeah. I think that's but, an uh, interesting place to start. Interesting place to start. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that's the first question. Should we do something or should we just leave it as it's? Um, I mean, we definitely want to support the obligations. That's for sure. Uh, should we do something about the users? Can um, you? I will. Uh, I you, you, you can go ahead. Thank you. I just wanted to ask, Faye, um, what do you mean exactly by um, supporting the applications versus, versus supporting the users? I think we, we have a picture, but we would love our users to hear that from you. Yeah. So I guess, I guess you guys um, saw your TVL severely affected by this. Um, and I think like a lot of, um, 
Uh, Moonbeam also had this problem, and a lot of the other uh, EVM ecosystem had Nomad deploy also suffered this. So we want to support you guys and other uh, decentralized applications that were deployed to Evmos, you know, like try to recover that usage um, and that TBL in some way, um, kind of fostering the the use of these applications that were deployed initially and that were, were using Nomad bridge assets. Um, and that's from, from the side of the applications. Now, from the side of the users, um, should we do something about like the users that we um, that use Nomad, which was, as I mentioned before, the canonical bridge on Atmos? Uh, should we do something to kind of like not compensate fully, uh, as in like, oh, if you lost X, you should we should compensate you X, um, but more on the side of like, should we do that? something as a community, maybe spending some funds from um the unclaimed tokens community pool incentives pool or whatever um there are like multiple uh sources that we can use uh, to kind of like try to compensate this and that's kind of like the main question i want to raise here like should we do something um as a community to to support these users uh, uh if i may i mean to me it it starts and ends with trust. So, you know, how you react to this first mishap. Um, like, I, I don't know the, the amount, but um, I would think most, it's like if it was just strictly gone, I think people would side on uh, using some of the set aside funds. Whoever said rec drop too, to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I initially said, you know, don't compensate. And then I realized every chain has its own story and we had a wreck drop. It would certainly smooth things over. I think it's just to, uh, ironically fitting as well with, um, the, the situation at hand. Hey, I had our Mr. Sir and, um, Sid Eason. Um, also maybe they can, uh, provide some feedback what we just discussed. Hey, yeah, I was listening to you guys' idea of doing a red crop 2.0, and I think it's a interesting topic to talk about with the FMOS community and in FMOS governance. Uh, not long ago, we were actually discussing what to do with these funds that are going to be unclaimed from the initial red crop, right? Um, I guess we just need to talk about it with everybody, see what everybody thinks, define the scope of the red crop. Are we going to help, uh, not help, but provide the airdrop to all the Nomad users in every chain that could at attract people to FMOS? Um, or are we going to use or help people that were using Nomad in FMOS? Like all, all of these things I think need to be like discussed properly. And it's, it's going to be like a very nice and interesting discussion to have. I can see it happening already. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's crazy at all to actually try to help with the rec prop uh, unclaimed tokens since it's a rec prop after all. Thank you. Did you send, you wanna, do you wanna add something to that? Um, so can, uh, can move the conversation a little bit. Um, trying to wrap things up. I'm sorry, were you speaking to me? Yeah, um, if you wanted to ask something. 
add something to what we just discussed? Yes. Um, listen, listening uh, in on Loop Finance when they first came on to Gosmos Network, uh, listening to people from Luna um, when it happened, and listening here, I personally am not invested in Evmos, but if it's any consolation to everybody that's here and uh, teams and the devs uh, and companies and nonprofits, um, I have personally uh, have suffered, endured uh, exactly roughly about $200 million loss personally. Um, and I'm still here um, and optimistic. Um, so I want you guys to cheer up and make sure that uh, chins are up and uh, you uh, keep fo your focus on your visions and the future and why we're here on Web3. I cannot personally talk about legal matters because my lawyer tells me that I signed the non-confidential agreements, whatnot. Uh, but I would have been on a coin desk <laughs> front cover page. Uh, but I decided to ask you from that. And um, essentially, uh, his, I mean, history, data, blockchain, it, it's all something that you could research. So, so even if I don't talk about it, it, it people, smart people could figure out who the wrongdoers are. Um, and uh, um, I want to go back to, um, and, and again, like, I guess um, I started from nothing, right? I started um, in um, $5,000, really. Um, and um, bought 2,000 Ethereum in 2016 when it was at six dollars. <laughs> I, I bought it cheaper than it, um, Vitalik selling at thirteen dollars, and he Vitalik got shit for it because he, he's trying to diversify, which is the right move. And so I learned my lesson of putting nest in one egg, all that stuff in 2017 with the flash crash. Um, and so, um, like, when the Osmosis team was doing this. Um, uh, canonical bridge. I voted against that because, and and the argument was, you know, it's going to shard and it's going to fragmentalize the, you know, the the currencies, and they didn't like it. And it's obviously extra work. But I mean, single point of failure. That's the whole point of blockchain. And 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 every time a a, a, a group of 20, 20 30 uh, year old teams uh, like that hasn't had a full life experience with all the failures and to learn from and to get up and do it again so that you could actually uh, get, get wiser about this, proposes these ideas on Web3, I, I get little, oh, I, you know, I'm nobody on Web3, so like, <laughs> I try to give advice, but it, it's really up to the dev teams and, and their wisdom to, you know, stay focused on the distribution of security, decentralization, and democratization of everything. It's all the D words. And a, a question to the Evans Sims, I, I guess uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts, where your thoughts are, because I've, I've been kind of recently following Evmo's Ev, team. And when you say that you are doubling down on IBC, um, like, can you lay it down for us as the other gentleman uh, asked? Like, it's, it, it can't just be a thought for you guys you have to act pretty soon right so if you could if you don't mind uh, speaking out loud and uh, sharing your kind of plan as far as are you going to be creating multiple bridges are you going to just ban the bridge and go with the ibc tunnel like what is your move forward because you get you, you can't keep making mistakes because it's a reputation game right so I'll, you know if you if, if you could share your thoughts that'd be great yeah so i guess from that point of view, um, 
So Avamos EVM is permissionless. That means that if someone has an EVM compatible, like an EVM bridge, um, there's not nothing stopping them to deploy to Avamos and bridging assets from other sources, um, from other chains, from other ecosystems directly to Avamos. That's one thing. And there's no defensibility on adding like, oh, we, we're just going to ban any EVM bridge, because that's not true. And with, um, in fact, there are like even though we had like a canonical bridge, um, like you know, like somewhat endorsed by the um, by the Evmos team, there were still um, multiple bridge implementations already deployed. Um, and to the other question that you asked, like what do, what did I mean with doubling down on IBC? Is you know like um, we we are Cosmos native. Um, we are also experts on the EVM. Um, I think we can do more um, in terms of making the making the EVM more IBC compatible. Like ultimately, what I want is just like an ecosystem of EVM chains, not having to rely on other EVM bridges or anything else but IBC. Um, and and this is because of the security guarantees of IBC. But um, I see like this ecosystem of applications deployed on EVMs that can natively communicate between each other just uh, using like smart contract calls over IBC. And I think that that is something that we should do. Um, and like we should push forward as, uh, as a chain, as an ecosystem, as being the EVM hub of of Cosmos, is so that we should push forward for these uh, for these implementation. Um, I don't know if I can go, but I have a quick question. I don't know if um um the hackathon um entries have been submitted. I don't know how far the hackathon has gotten into, but I'm wondering if. Uh, with this particular situation, um, a prize can be sponsored for, um, I don't know, um, um, a stable swap or some innovative solution that makes it um, less risky for users to um, access DeFi on, on Edmos. Sorry, can you repeat that one? I'm just curious if I know there's a hackathon going on. I'm curious. Uh, I don't know how far it's 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 uh, gotten to. I don't know if entries have been submitted or anything um, like that. But yeah. yeah, so there's a Huawei Momentum hackathon, and there was also the Hack Adam that just happened in Korea. But the Huawei one, I think the entire duration is for August. And Liam can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, there are multiple categories, and by the point to have most um makes you eligible eligible to to participate in the hackathon where there'll be um Edmos, uh core team members um serving as judges and reviewing applications etc so um yeah definitely encouraging everyone to like look into the Edmos momentum hackathon and to uh, Maybe to play the next canonical Ethereum bridge on that. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I'm going to start wrapping up the conversation. Um, I think this has been really helpful to hear, to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions about this. Um, uh, we were discussing with Akash on how, how to take this conversation off the, like, offline. Um, we have our Discord, where we also have like a governance channel, um, where we can start discussing all these different ideas. Um, and we also host a weekly governance um, call on Thursday at this same at the same time of this community call, but on Thursdays, um, where we will be talking about these different uh, proposals that have been submitted during the week, um, and of course, what just recently happened with Nomad and how we can, can move forward as a community. Um, Akash, do you want to add something to, to what I just said about the, the governance and how we can take the, this discussion? Um... Yeah, so I think, um, I think it might be suitable to either start a forum discussion on like Commonwealth, um, if you know, there's interest in potential governance proposals, or if we want to sort of just brainstorm it in Discord, it's also an option. Um, Twitter as well is welcome. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we need to establish kind of a canonical place for, for people to, to discuss the way forward. Maybe, maybe a dedicated channel might make sense for this. Cool. And we, we're at home now. Thank you everyone for joining this week's community call. Um, as I, as, as I mentioned before, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and how we should move forward. Um, we want to support, and the TLDR here is like we want to support all the applications um, to regain the users, regain TVL. I keep supporting the the applications deployed on Atmos. Uh, Nomad, Nomad is one of them, so um, I think it's only fair to like talk to them, see how we can support them uh, uh, in terms of in terms of morale. And then there is a question about the users. Um, they were the first ones to to interact with Atmos when we didn't have IVC connections up with Cosmosis um, or the Cosmos Hub. So we're, they were also like um, the first early adopters of of Atmos in some way. So so that's a question that we need to uh, answer with the help of the community and you if you feel strongly about this. Um, thanks everyone for joining and. Uh, Love to hear more about um, your thoughts on this topic. Thank you, everyone, for, for coming. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos Community Call, recorded on Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements of course we're tripping balls handed reports it the latest proof ain't a way to move change the view just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop picking at the dinner finger licking like the plate is good so kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do 
two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, let rhythm scratch. Oh shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed. Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastising to digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pecka heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two